Hey, 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 it is your favorite capacity coach, and I am back with the newest episode of the Flow and Flourish podcast. Can I just say how much I have missed you all, and I have missed cracking the mic and being here, just being in this space. So I'm excited to be bringing a brand new episode, followed by a bunch of other brand new episodes. We are going to end 2022 in such a great way and get set up for success for 2023. So thank you as always to all of my day ones for continuing to listen, for reaching out to me as you have over this time that I've been on pause. And thank you to those of you who are new to the Flow and Flourish podcast. If that's you, then you need to know that this is the safe space where we talk openly and honestly about how to really manage all the moving parts of our personal and professional lives so that we can show up in excellence regardless of the room that we are in. And we do that by managing our capacity, aka our time, our energy, our resources, so that we're not operating from a place of burnout or frustration. It's about being intentional with what we have and who we give it to. And of course, choosing to make ourselves the priority versus being an afterthought. So yeah, that's what this is about. Now, I am one who practices what I preach because I don't want to be out here guiding y'all to do things that I don't do myself. So this episode today on progress over perfection really hits home for me because When I say it has been a challenge, it's been a challenge, but it's been a good challenge. And I've learned so much about myself, um, learned so much about the people that I work with, and I'm just looking forward to showing up and showing out. So as my girl Jatia says, I'm about to be a whole problem in these streets. Okay. (laughs) So talking about progress over perfection, anybody else out there a recovering perfectionist. Yes and yes. We, we got raised hands because I'm raising both of mine. I really used to think that it has to be perfect or it ain't right. Or if it's not done my way, then it's not done right. And so many other things. So I want to share a definition that I found that I believe really, really fits how perfectionism showed up for me. So this definition comes from the Collins Dictionary. And it says that a perfectionist is someone who refuses to do or accept anything that is not as good as it could possibly be. Does that sound familiar? Now, whether this is personally or professionally, I know for me, when I get this vision and I know what it can be, I have a tendency to be stuck on that. And anything less than that has caused me to lose my cookies in the past. And so I've had to do a lot of growing, a lot of learning. I've had to learn especially how to take feedback and honestly just get out of my own way because that's all perfectionism does. It keeps you stuck and prevents you from taking your next best step. With that, during the episode today, I'm going to share with you a couple of signs that you might be a perfectionist. Yes, you. So make sure you are ready and listening. And if it hits home or the shoe fits, it's okay. Because we'll also talk about some ways to overcome perfectionism so that you can get to flowing and flourishing. 
All right, this list is in no particular order. They are really combined from a bunch of different ways that I've seen in myself and others. Of course, I've been on Google and YouTube University as well. So if you feel like you need to go there to double check these, be my guest. But for me, these are the ones that have been most prominent in my experience. So the very first one is that you consider asking for help as a weakness. I'm going to repeat that. If you believe that asking for help is a weakness, ma'am, you might be a perfectionist. And let me tell you why. You know, as well as I do, that we live in a society where many people, but especially women, think I should be able to do it all because my mom or my grandmother or my auntie or insert whoever you want to was able to do it all with a smile and didn't ask for help. And on top of that, that image or stereotype is glorified. So many of us are running around with this superwoman cape thinking that if I ask for help, that makes me less than. And that's not the case. When you start to allow wearing that cape and doing everything by yourself as a badge of honor, it becomes embedded in your identity. And so this is a mindset thing. I don't know about you, but for me, it does not feel good to be the one for everybody, for everything, and to constantly be the go-to person. The way my capacity is set up, I need some help. And so if you are one who thrives on being the only person that can do X, Y, Z, or you believe that asking for or seeking help, whether that's for things in your business, on your job, in your career, around the house makes you less than, that's a perfectionist issue. I'm telling you right now, to become the best version of yourself in this next season of your life, you are gonna have to unlearn and undo some unhealthy patterns that you have adopted along the way. And thinking that asking for help is a weakness is one of them. It took me such a long time to have that literally embedded in my mind, my heart, my soul, and my body to the point where Even when I knew I wasn't good at something or that somebody around me could do it better than me, I still made it a point to make it my responsibility because I didn't want to look or feel like I wasn't a good mom, wife, daughter, employee. And that wore me out. Perfect Patty has had to have several seats in the Roan household. So I encourage you to really take a deep look at how you view asking for help and make an intentional decision to view it as a strength instead of a weakness. Sign number two. If you are a procrastinator, and I chuckle while I'm saying this because I have been the queen of procrastination. If you struggle with procrastination, you might be a perfectionist. And that's because as a recovering procrastinator, I know that I was always looking for the right time to do something. The wind had to be blowing the right way. My mood had to be a certain way. The room had to be set up a certain way. And I was telling myself that I had to wait for the perfect moment to do X, Y, or Z. Whether it was getting a presentation done, preparing for a speaking engagement, preparing for a birthday party, preparing to go on vacation, you name it. I really believed that there was this perfect moment for me to do X, Y, and Z. And that's procrastination. You can call it whatever you want to, but it's procrastination. And that's rooted in perfectionism. 
The truth is there's never going to be the perfect moment for you to record a podcast, for you to practice self-care, or for you to have an uncomfortable conversation. Stop procrastinating and just get it done. This has probably been the hardest part for me because for years, and I don't know if this is true for you too, but I would tell myself, I do my best work when I'm under a tight deadline or I'll do it tomorrow when I feel more rested. I can't concentrate as much as I feel like I should be able to. And the list goes on and on. If you've ever said things like that to yourself, granted, you may be tired. Maybe you do work well under pressure. But the fact is you're procrastinating and feeding the narrative of perfectionism that's floating around in your head. And we got to get out of that. I promise you, procrastinating and being a perfectionist takes up way too much of your capacity. You can really use it in a much better way. And so I'm going to share maybe one or two more tips. And then I want to talk to you a little bit about the effects of perfectionism and then give you some tips on how we are going to manage it moving forward. The third sign that you might be a perfectionist is having extremely high standards. Now, I know I might get some heat for this because, listen, I have standards. I like things a certain way. But when I start to have these outrageous standards that I set for myself and other people around me, I know that Perfect Patty is creeping her ugly little head. So this might look like scheduling back-to-back meetings all day at work, then committing to going to a birthday party, hanging out with your friends, going to work out, and adding God knows whatever else to the list. Again, because you might have that superwoman cape on, right? And you think that you can do all of these things. And at the end of the day, if you don't do all of those things, you're beating yourself up about it. And to make matters worse, not only do you set that standard for yourself, but maybe because you operate that way, you expect other people around you to do the same thing. Ma'am, that's unrealistic. It's okay to have standards of being productive. It's okay to have standards of showing up for people. But it's not okay for you to overestimate how much time you really have in a day and to not bake in enough time for you to take care of yourself. I'm talking about sleeping, eating, getting to and from places, all of those things. This could also look like you having a go-hard-in-the-paint type of work ethic, like burning the midnight oil, working on a presentation or a project until it's done, like team no sleep, and then again, expecting other people around you to act the same way. I can remember working when I was in the corporate space and one of the leaders explaining to me that, oh, this is a real fast-paced environment. I work after work, on weekends, I get the job done. And because of that, she would send me and other people emails at 9, 10 o'clock at night, sometimes in the wee hours of the morning, and then expect us to respond and carry out that same work ethic. Ma'am, everybody does not move like you do. If you choose to spend all of your time working and not having boundaries around your time and energy, that's on you. And that's unhealthy and leads to all the things that I talk about on this podcast. But you can't set that same standard for other people. You see the connection? I really just need us to touch and agree that we are leaving unrealistic expectations in 2022. 
Okay. Now, this last one I want to share is also something that I have struggled with and I have to continuously check myself on. And it is the thought or notion that it's my way or the highway. You may be really good at what you do personally, professionally, socially, across various settings. And that might cause you to think that you know the best way to get something done. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for getting things done sooner, quicker, faster, and being open to other perspectives and ways of doing things. But I found myself at work and at home telling people that's the wrong way to do it, only because they weren't doing it the way that I would do it. Think about that. If there's more than one way to solve a math problem, there's probably more than one way to get done whatever somebody else is doing that they're doing on behalf of you. And that's a hard pill to swallow. I know it was for me. I remember my husband telling me, even when it came to making the bed, like, hey, you know there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? Like, just because I don't make the bed the way you want me to make it doesn't make it wrong. I respectfully disagreed, but (laughs) he's right. And taking this all or nothing, it's my way or the highway kind of approach will leave you stuck and running in circles. And I don't want that for you. So if this sounds like something that you do, It's time to take a look in the mirror and ask yourself, are you being perfect, Patty? And if you are, that's okay, because knowing is half the battle, right? And once you know, you have an opportunity to do something different. So before I talk about a couple of ways to help you overcome perfectionism, I want to share with you some of the impacts that it can and probably already has had on your life. Number one, operating from a space of perfectionism Legit causes you to get less done and more stress because you're so busy procrastinating, thinking, not wanting to ask for help, not delegating. When you're doing all of that, nothing is getting done. The only thing that is happening is that you're stressing more. You're putting more pressure on yourself. You're missing deadlines. You're working beyond your capacity. So you're not even getting done the things that you need and want to get done. And this is a vicious cycle because then you end out more stressed out, more tired, and frustrated. So before you tell yourself one of those things that I said I used to tell myself, I'll do it tomorrow when I'm feeling more inspired. Think about how you're really wasting time that you cannot get back and you're not really getting anything done. Number two, and this should come as no surprise based off what I just said, being a perfectionist leads to increased anxiety. You know, that feeling in your chest, the head hurting, your sweaty palms, all of those things. The anxiety that comes from knowing you have a presentation tomorrow morning, but you've waited to the last minute and now you're trying to cram everything in and make it perfect on top of that. That's stress that your heart don't need. It's unhealthy. Living in a state of anxiety and constantly being a perfectionist is going to increase your anxiety and deteriorate your health. And I know that's not what you want. I know it's not. So let's choose to be mindful of the things we tell ourselves about what we have to get done, what asking for help looks like, and having unrealistic standards and expectations of ourselves and others. And last but not least, perfectionism jacks up your sleep. Tell me I'm lying. How many times have you overthought, rethought, and then did some more thinking about how to have a conversation that you were dreading having? How many times? Have you done a presentation and then started from scratch because it wasn't exactly the way that you wanted it to be? And then at the end of the day or night, 
you were still up not being able to sleep and thinking about that. And do I need to remind you of how detrimental it is to not get sleep? Sleep is a big deal. So let me just give you a few. Lack of sleep causes memory issues, trouble thinking and concentrating, mood changes, a weakened immune system, high blood pressure, like so many different things. And if you are operating in perfectionism and it's causing issues with your sleep, that's going to cause issues in other places. So we got to get this thing under control. That's exactly why we need to choose progress over perfection. And so let me read for you the definition of progress. The short and sweet definition is making gradual steps forward, period. Gradual steps, one foot in front of the other. That's what progress is. And we have to learn how to celebrate the progress and not focus just on the end result and the perfection that comes with achieving that desired goal or end result. For me in this season and time of my life, that could not be more true. I tell you all, all the time, starting a podcast was not ever something that I thought I would do, nor something that I really wanted to do, but I've been obedient. And so when it was time for me to pause, all I could think about was my goal attached to starting this podcast, right? To impact and inspire women all over the world every single week to bring my version of healing and refreshing to people who've gone through things similar to what I've gone through. And I remember when I officially decided to just halt, my inner perfect Patty was like, how are you going to do that if you're not recording? What about the people that are waiting for you and need another podcast? How are you ever going to hit 1 million downloads if you don't have new episodes? Like all the things were going through my brain. And I had to step back and say, perfect Patty, sit down somewhere. I'm making progress. I have 70 plus episodes. I've reached well over 5,000 downloads and counting. And even the older episodes are still getting listened to and played by people around the world. That's progress. And I'm proud of that. And so whatever situation you may have, and you're looking at it through a perfectionist lens, I challenge you to look at it from a progress lens. What gradual steps have you already made? What gradual steps can you take? And what needs to shift in your mindset so you get out of operating in perfectionist mode? That's the real flex. Being able to step back and quiet the voices that come up because you are accustomed to being a perfectionist and because you are accustomed to wearing that superwoman cape. Ma'am, take it off. Sit it down. Because you can't get to who you're becoming and keep operating as the same person that you've been for the last however many years you've been on this earth. It's a process. Speaking of processes, let me give you a couple of tips that you can use to really overcome any kind of perfectionism that you may have going on. I told you at the beginning that I want you to flow and flourish because you know I believe that when you flow effortlessly, you flourish tremendously. So these are going to help you to do this in everyday life. Number one, if you find yourself setting high or unrealistic expectations for yourself or others, or if you find yourself procrastinating or struggling to ask for help, the first thing you can do is ask yourself why. Why are you procrastinating? What are you avoiding? 
What's attached to that thought that's making you take that action? Why? Is it because that's just how you're used to operating and you need to unlearn and undo some things? Is it because you're afraid of what people will think, especially when it comes to asking for help? Is that the reason? Or is it because you have used all your time, energy, and resources, aka capacity, and waited till the last minute to prepare for your big meeting tomorrow, and now you're forced to get a whole lot done in a very little amount of time? Step back and ask yourself why. That's going to help you unlock all the answers you need to break this pattern. Number two. Change your mindset around perfection. And this is where you start to really focus on progress. And the conversation I was having last week and that I'm honestly always having with myself is that progress is not always a straight line. It's a stair step. You might feel like you're going backwards, but I guarantee you it's a setup for your success. So instead of focusing on perfection, focus on the progress. That's how you're going to get where you want to go. And even as you are learning to undo and unlearn a lot of the things that have been embedded in you, give yourself grace and celebrate the progress that you make every single day. That's what's going to help you. Even as I prepared for the podcast to come back, I found myself in perfectionist mode. I got to have this, 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 and this before I can record. Or I got to have this, this, and this lined up so that things go smoothly. No, I had to pause and look at the progress that I've made. And even as I think about my vision, if you don't know, I want to share with you what my vision is with this podcast, with my business, with all the things that I'm doing. And it's to be the worldwide leader in coaching, consulting, and personal development. That takes progress. That does not happen overnight. So every single thing that I do is getting me closer to that. So if you find yourself struggling, think about the progress you've made. Because I know I've come a long way from focusing on just work-life balance to fully embracing capacity to now being known worldwide for talking about and teaching people about capacity. That vision is still there and I'm going to get there, but I'm not going to be a perfectionist about it. And last but not least, number three, ask yourself, what is your next best step? What's the next best step that you can take? Whether that's getting your house cleaned so that you can focus and not procrastinate like me, because I swear I'm the one that I'm talking about in here where I have to have things a certain way before I can record, before I can journal, right? Those sort of things. What's your next best step? And even when it comes to work or your business, if you know good and well, you got a whole big project or super important meeting that's coming up, what's the next best step that you can take to get prepared for that so that you have the time and energy to put into it what you want to put into it and show up in excellence when it's time to deliver? What's the next best step? You can apply that to every single area of your life, but especially as you're trying to overcome being a perfectionist, or as I've said throughout this, being a recovering perfectionist. Because don't get it twisted, it is a constant process. It's something I work on every single day, and it's a journey, and it takes time, okay? We all know that Rome was not built in a day, but somehow we seem to forget that when we're seeking out our goals, 
or we have a destination in mind. So I'm going to leave you with that to give yourself grace on this journey of learning how to seek progress over perfection. Before I hop off of here, I just have to tell you how good it feels to be back, to be recording, and I'm so excited for this season of the podcast. I am going back to weekly as long as my capacity can take it. So next week, make sure you tune in to an all new episode. And I'm going to be talking about how to flow and flourish and what that really means. So make sure you come back. Thank you for being such a dedicated listener, for being part of this amazing journey that I'm on. You're going to see a lot of great things that are coming, not just out of the podcast, but some meetups that I'm planning on a monthly and quarterly basis, a couple of events that I have coming, just so, so, so much. So thank you for riding this wave with me. And of course, as always, my goal is to help you increase your capacity by creating balance between your personal and professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most to you. Talk to you next week. Bye.